Hi, and welcome to the Black and White Podcast. I'm Denise Pass, along with my co-host, Micah Maddox. Wait, I should have an adjective. We haven't had an adjective in a while. (laughs) My fun... I mean, I've used that before. (laughs) And this month, we're talking about culture, the culture of friendships, and now the surrounding culture and how to impact it for Christ, especially when there are holidays that don't honor God. This being the week before Halloween, we thought it would be helpful to have discussions about Halloween and whether or not it should be celebrated. We're not here to convince our listeners to follow us or to tell you what to do, but to listen to the Lord and follow Him. This will be a lively discussion, Micah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think that there's definitely a conflict here in the culture. And so we have some heart work to do as we look at this topic and as we approach this topic biblically. Definitely. So here's the question. What have you guys done for Halloween? Okay, you're digging in personally I'm not going to judge you. (laughs) (laughs) Just so all of our listeners know, this is a no-judgment zone today. We aren't telling you Denise and Micah's opinion, but we are going to look at it biblically and just see what, what the word says about how we should approach this. So for me, you know, I have been on both sides of the fence with Halloween. As a little girl, I remember not dressing up at all and then not even carving a pumpkin because that would be against God's will, you know? (laughs) And then I remember vividly carving my very first pumpkin. And I had a cute little ballerina costume and I was so excited. And, you know, I look back on that and I think, man, you know, my our parents were trying to figure it out too. You know, they were trying to figure out, do we abstain and separate ourselves completely by not even having a jack-o'-lantern on, you know, the front porch? Or do we engage and do we let our light shine into this dark holiday that the world is celebrating? So I really think there's a lot of differing opinions in our culture. And honestly, you know, I'm in a place of still working this out in my own spirit. I've got kids right in the thick of it, and we've tried different things. It's kind of trial and error and like, okay, Lord, you know, what are we supposed to do now? And so we've been the ones who turned out the lights and stayed in the house. And then we've allowed our kids to dress up and go to door door to door with them and trick or treat. And so I think I'm working this out in my own heart and my own spirit. I'm in that season of life. What about you? (laughs) So I have these thoughts running through my head right now. There was when I was a little girl, I remember the worst Halloween ever was when I was crying because a skeleton ran by (gasps) and stole my pillowcase of candy. (laughs) (laughs) So I already had this negative framework. No, No, but when I came to know Christ, there was this very clarion, clear voice in my head that said, not for you. Mm. And, you know, no one told me this. It wasn't... And back then, the churches weren't doing trunk or treat. Okay. So this... And there wasn't any festivals. There wasn't anything like that. But it was just... Okay, I'm, I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to do the Easter Bunny, Mr. Santa. You know, I was one of those. And and really, the only reason was because that's what the Lord put on my heart. Mm. And, you know, I did... There's principles in Scripture either way, right? We're to be in the world, not of the world. There's the come out from amongst them and be separate. But when the Lord just speaks to you out of relationship, you know, not for you. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I go around telling everyone else, not for you. (laughs) Right. So I think this is so powerful because what you're telling us is, 
here's what God told me to do, and I obeyed it. And I don't think anybody can fault you for that. And I don't think anybody can say, oh, she's a little weird. or she's. And if they do, you know what? The Bible talks about that. The Bible talks about, you know, those who who have taken a little bit higher standard, a different standard, it's okay, you know, because that's what God has impressed upon their heart. Now, when we get into doing it because of what other people think, then we're talking about pharisaical and, you know, legalism and that kind of thing. But I think what you're expressing here is a true prompting from the Holy Spirit. Yes, I definitely did receive, you know, persecution for that. But it wasn't like I went out and advertised it, you know. Um, I think when God speaks to you, you know, you just follow that. You don't have to try to tell everybody about it. But uh, then as a parent, you know, I see those cute little kids and I'd be like, oh, was that a season of my life that it was not for me? You know, is this something we can do? But I still felt like, no, I've, I've got to follow that. But we definitely did different things. Like there were times where I would have these tracks that I would buy and I would share it with Candy because I felt like, you know what? I do feel like now God is saying, but I want you to be a light. I want you to, when people come to your door, I don't want you just to be hiding out somewhere. And so there was that season where I did that. And <laughs> uh, I'll share a quick, really kind of funny story. But my, my ex-husband um, wasn't necessarily on the same page with me. And at one point, he actually let the kids go out. And I was not happy about this. But when they came back with the candy, his reason was we needed more candy to give out. <laughs> what? Is that terrible? What? So my kids were like traumatized. They still remember that. I'm like, I am not for this. But uh, so we, we've definitely not, <laughs> we're not the role model. But then I went through when they were teens, I'm like, why don't we just have some family bonding time? I don't, especially when we lived in neighborhoods where there were very few people, let's just go hunker down in the basement, watch a movie and eat candy. <laughs> So, so really, I think, you know, there's an example of it doesn't always have to look the same either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's different seasons of life. And depending on the culture that you live in and the neighborhood you live in and what they do and even even the church you go to and what they decide mm-hmm. to do, I think it, a lot of it depends on that. Now, personally, we each have to listen to the still small voice of the Holy Spirit and follow that direction. But then I think people, God also puts people in our lives that can help us and guide us when we are like conflicted and don't for sure know what to do. But here's the deal. I believe that it comes down to if God is prompting our hearts to take a certain stance on anything and we're not obeying it, it's disobedience. Right. Well, it's funny what you say, because I had my best friend at the time, this is years ago. She knew I didn't celebrate Halloween, but she really wanted to. And she knew other people didn't and would be against it if she did. And so she was really conflicted. And she came to me, you know, oh, no, I shouldn't. And I said, why? And she just was like, what? You don't celebrate. I said, no, no, no. You you can't follow my convictions. Mm. You need to go to the Lord. And if this is something you feel is okay and you have the freedom to do, then celebrate Halloween. And I think that really surprised people because people expect that if you have a conviction, then therefore you're going to be legalistic and impress it on others. Mm. That is the definition of legalism. Mm-hmm. You have a conviction and you think everyone else has to be the same way. But John the Baptist couldn't drink. Jesus could. He even turned water into wine, you know, but mm. he didn't abuse that. Mm. And so I think, you know, that's where it's so beautiful walking with the Lord. It was never meant to be a bunch of rules. It's all about being a light and saying, 
How can I glorify you, God? And that brings me to the verse for this episode, Acts 13, 47. The English Standard Version says, For so the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. It's hard to be a light, so I confess, there's times where I may not have been perfect in how I walked it out. Let's just go hide in the basement and eat candy. It may have been one of those. <laughs> because we are to be a light. And so I think if we're, if that is our heart, Lord, how can I glorify you? How can I be a light? For a holiday, With let's face it, it does not have godly origin. Mm. You know, and so... What can we do then to impact our culture and to live it out in a way that honors God? Yeah, I think this is so good. And the key is always, are we glorifying and are we honoring God? And if if we look at Halloween and we're just looking at it as a you know, for what it is and where it came from, it's pretty clear, mm. right? Yeah. It's pretty clear. <laughs> but through the years, it has progressed in from a satanic pagan holiday to now in many of our cultures, just something fun that we do where we, you know, we might carve a pumpkin, we dress up, we have fun, we eat lots of candy, and it's, it's all fun and games. And so in our own hearts, in our own minds, we have to decide, you know, is this something that I'm going to take part in and have fun? Is this something we've decided to separate ourselves from and we're not going to take any part in it? If I am going to take part, how can I honor God in it? Yes. You know, I will never, I don't think ever, by God's grace, you'll see me dress up as Satan for Halloween, okay? <laughs> no. Or a witch. Okay, and, and Why? Because if I were to ever wear a costume, okay, that's a big if, people. I know. Okay, I'm still. <laughs> uh, I would want it to be something that brought him glory. Mm. And if I'm going to dress up as something that is evil, I have to ask myself, what has evil done to people I've loved? Mm. Destroyed their lives. It's not funny. And so anything I do, I want to be thoughtful in it. Is this something that's going to help people see God and to know him or is this something that's just really going to lead them further away from him? That kind of accountability. Yeah, I think that's key. And I think a lot of people would think this is hyper-spiritual. But really, what are we here for? What are our lives here for? We are here to be a light. And if what we're doing is not shining a light on Jesus, then we shouldn't be doing it. Right. Right? Yes. And so everything we do, we are working out our faith with fear and with trembling. And if we're not looking to Jesus and saying, okay, Lord, what would you have me to do here? What's my... What's my purpose in this? And we're not asking him and seeking him in it, seeking first his kingdom in it, then we're totally missing the point. I think, too, a couple things. You know, we can easily fall into an apathetic mindset. It's just, let's be comfortable. Let's just live this life. Let's just do different celebrations. But will it be Haywood and Stubble on the final day? Mm. Will what we do, even on Halloween, burn up? Mm. Or will it be a moment where we realize we are on mission, we are called in everything that we do in this world and in our lives to point it back to our Savior? Mm -hmm. That is what we are. We are signs to other people. And, you know, even for my kids, you know, so, okay, yes, I didn't do Santa, I didn't do Easter Bunny either, but there's a core reason behind it. I wanted my kids to know that I celebrated and that I taught truth. Mm. 
And so, and part of the reason I had read this one article um, about a person who was an atheist because he had been told growing up about the Easter Bunny being true, the truth, Tooth Fairy was true. I almost said the Truth Fairy. <laughs> um, and and Santa, you know, and so we could say, well, there's a Saint Nick. Hey, do whatever God's called you to do with that. Just bring it for His glory, right? But if you aren't telling the truth. Then, when you want to tell the truth about Jesus Christ coming to die for our sins, your kids may not believe you. That is what stuck with me: is I'm accountable for how I cultivate truth in my home. And so, what does that look like with Halloween? So, some people might say, "Well, that looks like you're going to condemn it." Then, no, you don't necessarily have to do that either. There is a way to say this is why our culture celebrates this, and and this is what people do. Mm-hmm. How can we on this day, you know, honor God and and, and right. celebrate truth? Yeah. So we're we're gonna dig a little bit deeper into this. I think this calls for more discussion, yes. right? And we'd also like to hear from you if you know if you are conflicted in your spirit or if you feel strongly one way or the other. We'd love to hear from you and hear your point of view and what from the Bible, how you back up your convictions. We would love to um, hear from you and what God has told you specifically about. Halloween and to celebrate, not to celebrate, to be a light, how to shine Jesus in our community. So the raw truth today is that we've each been given the power of the Holy Spirit to discern and decide what is best for us. The radical grace is that God gives us grace as we work out our own faith and convictions, and we ought to extend that same grace to each other. The real hope is that as we live in the culture, we are called to be the light, and Halloween is a great opportunity to offer the hope of Jesus to those who are hurting and need to see the light. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. 